Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Wait, wait, wait. We're doing that Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn talk. Nets talk. Right here on Talking Nets. Brooklyn, we go hard. We go, go hard. Talking Nets. Hosted by Keith McPherson. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Talking Nets, episode 212, as we proceed to give you what you need. Keep McPherson joined by my man, Double A, Alex, our producer, who now has another episode under his belt as a host. And I mean, why not, bro? You you just got a promotion, in a sense. You just went from (laughs) behind the scenes to on the scenes. So what's up, man? How you doing? Doing good. Back-to-back episodes feels good. Uh, And... uh... Guy game tonight. Hopefully, we go 500. And uh, yeah, this team is interesting to say the least. I think it's a better feel, though, right? Like, I'm watching these games, I'm entertained. I can rally around this team more. I don't know what I'm going to get, but I know I'm going to, you know, be in the game until the very end of the game. I don't know if it's going to be a Cam Thomas 30 burger, 40 burger. I don't know if it's going to be Mikhail Bridges going off. I'm not sure what Ben Simmons is going to do. Lonnie Walker, the fourth. Uh, I remember last episode you were talking about uh, Doe, Dorian Finney-Smith, and the Dallas Mavericks version of him. I think we're really starting to get that with the Brooklyn Nets. I think he's comfortable. Um, We got to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, We got to talk about all these guys. So let's get right into it. Shout out to the people who pulled up in the chat early. Jared Williams, Williams, good to see you. You're at least a two, three-year talking Nets guy. He says, Keith, long time no see. I'm around. I'm around. I just need to fire up the talking Nets vehicle a little bit more and we're working on that so for the listeners for the subscribers of talking nets there's a lot of you there's hundreds of you and uh, i have to do a better job serving you what i'll say is this year has been wild for me uh from being on the radio being on tv being on daddy duty having a kid and i'm still kind of trying to just balance doing the night shift on the radio doing this podcast uh, being there for my family and everything else. So working on it, man. And I'm telling you, all it takes is work and planning, and we're about to get there. Let's see. My guy, Jed Hawk. Keith, it's good to see you, man. Yo, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm outside. I'm available. I might go to the game tonight if I can, uh, if my wife can get home and I can get out of taking care of my, my son and get on the train and get over there. But, yeah, just to give you guys an update on Talking Nets, man, this is our fifth season. And, um, honestly, I, I like to not – do more than two, three games per episode. T- today, we're going to talk about the last four games. Uh, we haven't had an episode in a week, but like I said, I'm just super busy. There's a lot going on. 
Uh, man, I picked up the Devils now, like the New Jersey Devils. I'm a Devils fan. I go to their games. I cover them. You guys, obviously, if you're baseball fans, know what went down with Brian Cashman. There's a ton of smoke around that. The Jets and the Giants conversation is heavy. And, uh, yeah, now that the Nets have started, I got to lock back in to do Talking Nets, and we will. <laughs> Jonathan Jonathan in the chat says, Cam over Kobe. Don't disrespect Kobe like that, but Cam would love that. He's a big Kobe guy. Uh, Jared says, I just haven't been here in a minute. And that's what I'm saying. I know there's a community established here. We're approaching 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Um, we consistently get hundreds of downloads of the podcast and views of Talking Nets on YouTube. So, you know, we built this. I always shout out Hudson Flynn. And I was telling Alex how when Hudson and I started this, man, there was not that many people listening or watching. And we were doing it under John Boy Media. And we felt like an afterthought at John Boy Media. We felt like we were not a part of the main fabric of the company. And we were kind of siloed. But we worked hard to get Kevin Durant to notice us and follow us. We had his boy Eddie Gonzalez on the podcast. Uh, the Yes Network did a special on us. We've had Sarah Kustak, Michael Grady, Chris Sheeran, and of course the Goat Iron Eagle on the podcast. And I'm going to work on getting some more guests. I'm going to work on getting more consistent social media content on the Instagram, on the Twitter, and then even smaller clips on the YouTube. Alex is someone that I work with now at Odyssey. WFAN is under Odyssey, and that's where I took the podcast after being independent for a year between leaving John Boy and coming to the radio. So Alex and I technically are co-workers. We work together. He's a big Nets fan. You guys can tell by the way he talks about the Nets. He's got a, a lot of knowledge in his Nets fandom. And so we're just figuring out um, how to do this better, how to do this more consistently. I plan on bringing Hudson Flynn back. I plan on bringing Robin Lumberg back. And even some guys like Pooch or Christian Winfield, um, maybe DJ, Will. I'm trying to think of some other Nets fans that were on. The Nets Kingdom guys. Like I look at this Nets world. And I say this Nets world has been built and it's been built off the backs of uh, superstars like KD Kyrie, but really the fans, really the Brooklyn Brigade, the Nets Kingdom guys, Nets Daily, Talking Nets, um, all the guys, the Brooklyn Netcast people, like all the guys that are talking about the Nets online and making Nets content. So shout out to you guys. Talking Nets is a part of that and Talking Nets will live on. Let's see. What's your Nets world? Love seeing you back doing. What's up, Nets world? What's uh, love seeing you back doing this? Keith? Of course, like um. And then his next sentence is, "I'm almost at the break point with Ben." All right, well, let's get into it, man. Uh, in, in my notes, like you got to talk about Ben Simmons. You got to talk about Lonnie. You got to talk about every player on this team and the, the last four games. So today we will go uh, a little bit with the Miami game. The Nets shocked Miami down there in the Kaseya Center. The Heat play well down there in Miami, but they did not play well enough to stop the shorthanded Nets. Then the Nets go win their first in-season tournament game, knocking off the Bulls in Chicago. That was dope. Uh, we'll talk about the court, and we'll talk about what you thought about the whole league in the first in-season tournament game. Then the Nets return home. They debut their city edition. Shout out to Cause. We talked about the Cause and Brian Donnelly um, the first episode, but we'll do it again. They lose to the Celtics by 10, but the game felt closer than that. We'll talk about the Celtics. We'll talk about the Bucks. They lose to the Bucks by four in a game. You felt like they had it, man. But all I'll say is the title of this episode. The Nets haven't played a bad game. They're three and four. And tonight, James Harden comes back to Brooklyn. They face the Los Angeles Clippers. And we'll take your voicemails, and then we'll look at the schedule ahead before we wrap the show. Alex, anything to add 
before we get into it? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I mean, Mike says it. We have been competitive all year. It's a shame that our record doesn't really show uh, that we're, I mean, we're three and four, but uh, honestly, uh, we talked about it in our last episode. We were one and two. We should have honestly been three and oh. Uh, with the Cavs and Mavs losses, uh, Celtic like losing to Celtics and Bucks. There's no shame in that. We were ex- like the Celtics game. We were expected to lose, even with Ben Simmons out, uh, and then like Claxton and Cam Johnson still out with injury. Uh, but the team is kind of deep. I really like what the bench is doing. Um, I mean, against the Heat, we were really shorthanded. No Dinwiddie. No, I don't think Dennis Wood Jr. played, so we brought in Trent Watford. And Armani, Armani Brooks, Brooks. And they Brooks. Stepped, uh, yeah, he was a sniper from deep. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens with the Clippers. I, I during this four game stretch we talked about it last time, uh, it was it was Celtics, Bucks, and then Clippers, and then we got the Celtics again. the The second game next time is going to be in in game in season tournament. Um, we're one zero oh in that, so I'm happy about that. Uh, but uh, I, I said I'll honestly be happy if we get one win, and I think we could get it tonight, but the Clippers just played the Knicks, and they had a pretty off night, uh, so they could bounce back. I think I said on the last episode, I'll be happy if we go 400 through this next – or 400, 500 through this next four games, and they did. They beat the Heat. They beat the Bulls. They lost to the Celtics and the Bucks, who are arguably the best team. All right, let's play this clip from – where is it? Let's play this clip from Cam Johnson talking about um, Ben Simmons. And this was after the Nets start off 0-2. He was on the podcast with Theo Pinson called Title League. And uh, Cam Johnson is working his way back. Nick Claxton is working his way back. And we've seen some different kind of games, some interesting games from from Ben. We'll talk about it after this. Guys, competitive. And, And there's still some stuff to figure out, but guys are invested, playing the right way. Um, and then you add Ben into the mix, like he he looks apart right now. Like he he's he probably one of the fastest players in the league, uh, up yeah. and down the court. And there's so much potential that you can. There's so much money to be made playing off of that. Like mm-hmm. we're we're just tapping into it now. Yeah. Like our offensive system and defensive system. Like he's 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 a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. But we all got to learn how to play together yeah. because he's not like. It's not too often you get to play with a guy like Ben. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a different play style. So yeah. he can o- open up a lot of opportunities, a lot of avenues, a lot of scoring, you know, potential for a lot of different guys. Mm. We just got to learn how to make that, you know, as efficient as possible. And we will. Yeah. It's 0-2, but two really close games. Two games sure. that we should have won. Yeah. And big, big, big learning opportunities. For sure. Because it's going to be like that all season. We're going to have close games all season. We're going to have to learn how to win them. You know what I mean? So... You know, it's 82 game season, a lot to go. You, nobody's ever won a championship the first week of the season. Hell no. So we'll lock back in and, and get it figured out. Hey. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach, you visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip, you ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So what I loved about that is this was after the first two games. 
he acknowledged that the Nets should have won those games. I went to the first two games. We all watched the games. Like, I went to the first game, not the second game. But, like, talking about Ben Simmons, I know Ben Simmons frustrates a lot of us, and I think that's because the expectations for Ben Simmons are too high. If you lower your expectations, you can't be disappointed. When I came into the season, what did I tell y'all? Whatever Ben does is a bonus. I'm not dependent on Ben Simmons to be a scorer. I'm not dependent on him to be a triple-double every night. Whatever he adds to me is a bonus. And you hear Cam Johnson talking about his play style. He can open up some things. We've seen him work well with Cam Thomas. We've seen him work well with Mikael Bridges. And the key word is work. They are working on things. They are working on figuring out how to close games. They've been in all of these games. And the funny thing about the Nets is we thought they didn't have a closer. Well, we know they have a couple guys that can be closers. And we know that Jacques Vaughn in the beginning of the season, a lot of people were hating on him, questioning him. I felt like he improved. I think he changed his tune on a lot of things. He changed his approach on a lot of things. And it's a work in progress. It's an 82-game season. They're seven games in, the eighth game tonight. And uh, I just I like what I've seen so far. So I'll let Alex speak on that, and then we'll break down each game, starting with the uh, win in Miami. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons is basically just a more athletic version of Draymond Green right now when you just look at the stats and the way he sort of just opens up everything uh, on the offensive end at the top of the key as well as defensively he's still a really good player I've always even before when he was with the 76ers I thought um, the year that Gobert won his the, the last time Gobert won his defensive player of the year I felt like Ben Simmons was robbed that year I feel like he should have won defensive player of the year so he's always been a fantastic defensive player um, my problem is that there's a lot of easy opportunities that he could just simply just try and score. Like I'm not asking him to score 15, 20. I'm just asking it's him to score like It's not in his brain, 10. bro. Like, you know, you know what I, the parallel I thought of and it sucks and I don't mean to cut you off. Like Zach Wilson does some things when I watch him play quarterback that I'm like, I, like what is in his brain? Like it's third and eight. You could run for the, the first down. You could probably get the eight yards on your own. But instead, you pitch it to Michael Carter, who's got a defender on him. It's just like he's not thinking like Ben Simmons is not thinking to attack the rim. He's always thinking to dish. He's always thinking to give it up. Like, I don't want to say he's allergic to the rim, but sometimes it looks like he's not like. And it's funny, right? Because basketball, when we all play basketball, what are we trying to do when we're playing pickup basketball? We're trying to be the one to score the ball. Most of the NBA players are trying to be the leading scorer in each game. Ben Simmons is not trying to be the leading scorer. He's not always looking to put the ball in the hoop. Now, he can sometimes if it's wide open or the ball comes back to him and he's just got to yam it. But, like, man, his little hook shot that he has, that's not it. And there's so many times, like, in his career, someone could put a highlight together of him being under the basket and him deferring, passing it out. When it's like, bro, go up. you damn near seven foot. You're super athletic. Go up and dunk. Go up and get challenged. He also does not want to get fouled. He also does not want to go to the free throw line. So that's another reason why he's just not like that. It's not in his brain. Yeah, I don't I, I don't care that he does, he misses all his free throws, to be honest. As long as he just like takes it to the rack. Like he had that huge dunk. I think it was against the Bucks. Like like and then he but he only took three shots that game. So uh I just he puts I, up some of the weirdest stat lines, bro. It's like night to night, <laughs> like two <laughs> points. Uh, you know, he will almost have a triple double and then two points the next night. And I don't know, the rebounds the, the, are there. Um yeah. and we'll break the, down the box scores. 
He's our best rebounder, but and, and are definitely a big part of how we play it. Like the one game he missed against the Celtics, you saw that our pace was down. Needed him from what? Yeah, didn't needed him against those guys. Not. They're they're long. Pause. The, the the Celtics team, like we we needed Bennett out there with with their size. Pause. Like when I'm looking at the Celtics, and we'll we'll talk when we get to the Celtics, but we don't have that much time. So let's go. Uh, first up, Miami Heat. The Nets beat the Miami Heat 109-105. Shock the world. I love that. I mean, Tyler Hero did his thing. Uh, this is the defending Eastern Conference champs, and I don't think anybody had the Nets beating them. I don't think anybody thought the Nets were beating beating the uh, Miami Heat, and they go down there behind Mikael Bridges, twenty one, and like we already spoke about, uh, guys like Wofford off the bench. Armani Brooks was letting that thing go. He was a plus thirty. There was a stat that put him with Kevin Garnett for being a plus 30 in 16 minutes. They're like the only two guys to do that in Brooklyn Nets history. Lonnie Walker the fourth. Say that man's name. I, I'm thinking of a sneaky jersey to get. My favorite number was number eight growing up. I wore number eight. I might I might have to go get that Lonnie Walker the fourth number eight jersey. He had 17, and the Nets find a way to win. What were you thinking watching that game? I went on the radio after it. I was pumped. I had this weird feeling that we were going to win, even though we were – I think we were down 16 at one point. And I just had this weird feeling that we'd come back just because the Heat earlier in the season, they were against the Pistons, I think, and they were up by 20-something. And then the Pistons came back. But but then eventually the Heat won by a couple possessions. But I'm like, there's something in the Heat where they just sometimes just like don't do much in the second and third quarter. And then – and the only player that was scoring for them was Hero. Uh, When we see the box score – you know, Armani Brooks a plus thirty. He was fantastic. Uh, Mikhail had some clutch, uh, clutch free throws. Cam uh, didn't have his best shooting night, obviously, but he tried to get to the rack, which was better. I thought Ben Simmons fantastic on defense. His best defensive performance. He had that huge block on Tyler Hero and Lonnie Walker, one of the best uh, vet minimum uh, contracts of the year so far for sure. Um, but yeah, I was happy with that win. I, I expected us to win that game. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I didn't expect to win that game. I didn't know what to expect. That was like now that seems like forever ago, right? That that seems like it was so early on in the season. I did not know what to expect um, beating the Miami Heat, but it was good. I felt like it sent like shockwaves through the NBA and shockwaves through uh, New York basketball and the Nets world. I don't know if you guys listen to Twitter spaces after the game, but man, I felt like Nets fans were on one after that. And uh, let's keep it rolling just for time's sake on to the next game so after the brooklyn nets shocked the miami heat it was shocking to me i think the miami heat were shocked i think jimmy butler and bam Adebayo were shocked um let's put this stat up that i grabbed i think this came after the game nets offensive rating rank last year 17th nets offensive rating rank last year six the ben simmons and cam thomas duo the lsu connection there's something with those guys when they get going uh i think they're only going to build on that looking forward to seeing 
uh, those two grow together. Let's see this other stat muse clip that I had. Let's see. Uh, players with 200-plus points this season. All-NBA player, all-NBA player, all-NBA player, all-NBA player, and Cam Thomas. Cam is averaging more points per game this season than he did in his first two seasons combined. Everybody is aware of Killer Cam. The league is on notice. Cam Thomas is who we thought he was. Now, something I'll say about Cam, too. Early on in the season, we were like, the first three games, Cam scored 30. Cam scored 30. Cam scored 30. So we're thinking our identity is Cam's going to score 30 to lead us to victory. The Miami Heat attacked Cam. The Miami Heat tried to neutralize Cam. They damn near were tackling him. And the, the Nets found other ways to win. I give credit to Jacques Vaughn. Um, I give credit to the Long Island Nets having those young boys prepared, shorthanded. The Nets found a way to win. So the in-season tournament starts in Chicago, and I got to get a picture of this floor. Um, <laughs> and the Chicago Bulls floor hurt my eyes. And uh, I saw somebody in the chat say, yo, get Chris Carino on the show. Uh, I could definitely do that. The Chicago Bulls floor sucked. In my opinion, it was blood red. In my opinion, the basketball is orange. I don't want to see a red court. I don't want to watch a game with a red court, but the Nets go in there and get a win. Let me see if I can add this red court. I know you all saw it. You all watched the game, but I also mentioned Chris Carino to say this. Second half, I said, I'm not staring at this stupid court anymore. I'm going to listen to the game on the radio, and it was thrilling coming down to the wire on the radio. So here is ah, the red eyes. court. Yeah, look at that shit. It's, it's like Christmas colors. It's like too much. I've been to the Madhouse on Madison, the United Center, it's a historic place between the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan dynasty, and even what the Chicago Blackhawks have done. But I'm like, man, I, I get it, right? You know, that you see the stripe in the middle. To me, I think they're, they're trying so hard to be like a European league, a FIBA league, and they have the stripe down the middle with this trophy that no one has ever seen yet. They're putting the trophy on the floor like it's an iconic trophy. Nobody's ever physically seen it in life yet. And then I, I wanted, I would have preferred a white and red court. Like if you're gonna do a dark red strip, then don't make the floor also red. Make the why couldn't we have made it a white court or a white strip? I felt like the all red was too much. And then with the orange basketball, it didn't work for me. But I talked about it on the radio that night. And if I go back to my notes, I did some research on it. And you know, the NBA, like I, I already said, they want to be like a world league, a global game. So they were taking a page out of European soccer and they're taking a, a page out of FIBA basketball. Um, they, like I said, they want to be a global brand and they're so thirsty for eyeballs that this is what catches your eye. Did you guys catch when um, Adam Silver talked about how like the decline in the, the decline in fans watching cable has hurt NBA viewership because like fans aren't scrolling and finding the games on cable TV anymore because everything is streaming. This is a way where if you are clicking through the channel, uh, you're just going through your cable and you see like, what the hell is this? Indie with a, a yellow stripe and a light blue court. What the hell are they doing? It pops out to you. And you immediately stop because you're like, this isn't a regular game. No, it's not a regular game. This is an NBA in-season tournament game. 
and they have these different floors and these different jerseys. If you look at the Bucks in the bottom corner, the Bucks had that court and they had their city edition jerseys. They didn't look like the Milwaukee Bucks at all. So I, I get what they're doing. I'm not hating on it. I'm re re reserving judgment until this whole thing plays out because it might be really cool. It might be a really cool finish. Maybe there's a team that wins it that nobody was expecting. Um, but you're, you can see right here some of the other courts across the league. And uh, it's, it's the NBA being thirsty for attention, eyeballs, which I get. Because they said, you know, this part of the year, people are still locked in on the NFL. When did they put these games? They put the games on Tuesdays and Fridays. You will not see an NFL game on a Tuesday or a Friday. You just won't. So the NBA calculated when they should have this tournament and how they should do this, and they did it in a precise way. Alex, what do you think about the first NBA in-season tournament and what you saw um, you know, just across the league? And we'll talk specifically more about what we saw from the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, I'll say quickly, the courts are a bit much. I get it. I, I absolutely get it from the casual standpoint, like that it would pop out and they'd probably watch it just because of the courts. Um, as a, I'm, I'm a big soccer fan. That's my that's my first sport. So speak on it. Yeah. So I, I love the idea of an in-season tournament because uh, there's like in, in the English Premier League, you have the league and then there's the FA Cup. And but the thing is, the one the two things that I think that NBA need to change is the incentive needs to change of who like whatever the winner gets like right now i think it's like five hundred thousand dollars per player i heard you talk about it on the radio with someone a few days ago or a few nights ago and then also uh the it's it's basically a separate from the league like i i don't understand why an in-season tournament also reflects on your regular season record it should be it should be separate where like it gives other players a chance like the the thing with fa cup is it gives like youth players or academy players chances to play and give gives them chances to play in a bigger type of level of soccer as well as the fa cup if you win it you get to play in the community shield which is like its own like tournament like its own trophy as well as getting into european soccer like getting to yeah. play in europe so I think the incentive needs to change where I think if you win the in-season tournament, you should make the playoffs. You should get an automatic bid. Uh, I think that would make it really interesting. Tyrese Halliburton came out and said that. My guy Kazim said that. Um, uh, someone else said that uh, that I saw too. I mean, I think that's eventually going to happen, but this is the first year. It's a, it's a test drive. Um, let's see. I think people are trying to call a voicemail. You can call a voicemail. 929-500-1003. Uh, so... Uh, I clipped this out of The Athletic. The NBA's massive swing. The NBA season has already hit a recurring story. Like, I'll just fast forward to that. So they're talking about um, the tournament, right? And the first is a primer. Each NBA team plays in a four-team soccer-style group with competitions staggered across the league's winter calendar. After group play, there will be knockout rounds, then a winner in December that earns a boatload of cash. I think it's $500,000 each player. Um, all of it except the tournament championship in vegas counts towards the 82 game standing so you were just talking about like you know making it separate from the regular season they want it to be it's a way that they're jazzing up the regular season they want it to be part of the 82 game regular season um the root idea makes sense many fans skip the first few months of the nba season and tune in once football is over this brings real stakes to the early season i disagree but the thing is like i can't relate to casual fans i'm clearly not a casual fan if you've ever heard me talk about sports like i can't relate to that like i don't i don't understand missing opening night and i also don't understand the fans that say oh the nba doesn't start till christmas i'll tune in on christmas day like that to me i don't think that's a real thing so um 
I get it, and I, I'm cool with it right now. I hope the Nets win. I hope the Nets beat the Celtics. They just had a little test drive against the Celtics. Hopefully with Ben Simmons back, Nick Claxton back, they can beat the Celtics in tournament play. And I don't know, now that they beat the Bulls, right? I'm like, yo, go win this whole thing. Go win this whole thing. Why not? Also, Why not? I just got a, a report um, from Brian Lewis saying that for tonight, Ben Simmons is now uh, in the injury report. He's uh, questionable to play tonight. So Come on, Ben. Yeah. Come on, Ben. So the status report came out before, and uh, Cam Cam Johnson was doubtful. Nick Claxton was out. And then I saw uh, my girl Megan Triplett write that the Brooklyn Nets have updated the status report. Simmons was questionable, and now we just got the alert that Simmons is not playing tonight. Trying to duck James Harden? Nah. <laughs> you Didn't you want to see James Harden come back to Brooklyn and Ben Simmons be on the floor? I don't know. I did. Anyway, let's keep it rocking. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep it moving. So from that uh, heat game to the in-season tournament game, the Nets put together back-to-back wins against teams that thought that they were going to beat the Nets with, you know, quote-unquote superstars. And let's pull up the box score from that game in Chicago. Another game where Cam Thomas doesn't go for 30, but Bridges gets cooking for 20. Let me actually pull. I'm looking at the box score on my computer. Let's see if I can pull it up here. No, that's the standings. Um, right here. Mikhail Bridges goes for 20. Cam Thomas for 17. Dorian Finney-Smith, a.k.a. Doe, leads all scorers with 21. That was his highest scoring name, game as a Brooklyn Net. Dinwiddie had 10. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, had 11. All in all, they do enough to get the win against DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, and the Chicago Bulls. I was not mad at it. I was not mad at it. I was actually really happy about it. Like, let's go Nets. Like, the Nets get back-to-back wins. And I go on the radio talking about how, yo, the Nets could have been 4-0. The Nets could have been undefeated right now. The Nets haven't played a bad game. Watch out for the Brooklyn Nets. What do you think um, Friday night after watching the Nets do their thing? Uh, it was, it was an okay performance, like nothing too crazy. I think Doe is our best player for sure. Uh, his stock price is going up as, as we speak. Uh, I think, uh, Simmons was good defensively. Uh, also the crazy thing is, I, I, I don't know if your heart dropped at the very last play where oh, of course. it was a legal screen. No, no, no! The 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 missed free throw, and he he doesn't grab any tips. Of I was listening to it on the radio again. Yeah, so you know, I so, didn't see it, but I know what you're talking about. I was listening to it on the radio. I watched the second half on the radio. The crazy thing is, I actually like uh, when Zach Levine uh, cut it to two, and he had one more free throw left. He's like, "Well, obviously he's gonna miss." I'm like, "Wait, why don't there's only three seconds left? Why don't they just like punch it out?" And then Ben Simmons actually did that, but he did it right to Zach Levine. Bruh, like, oh, right the intentional right miss, wrong, yeah, that, that could have went the wrong way. I think that was the same game where, where Ben late had the illegal screen. I'm like, come on, bro, you're fucking up the game. But, you know, all in all, this team is fun. The vibes are good. Uh, it's exciting to be in games, right? I, I remember watching the Nets, I think it was the 2018 into 2019 season, before I even thought about talking Nets. And I, I used to get so mad. I'm like, damn, they can't close. They'll play a tough first half, and in the second half, they just lose, and then superstars close them out. They have an actual team this year, bros. Like, that's the fun part about watching the Nets. They have 
a little squad now. So um, for time constraints, let's keep it moving. So those are the two wins. Next, we got to talk about womp, womp, womp. Two losses. But before we do that, I saw someone in the chat talking about the cause jerseys, the city edition jerseys. And uh, I like them. I know a lot of people don't like them. I heard a lot of people hating on them. But, yo, honestly, I, I just think it's like you got to – you got to understand that there are deeper meanings to things. There are deeper there are deeper things that go behind the scenes for things. There are um, I'm trying to find the picture of the court. Like this is a local guy in um, Brian Donnelly, who's from Jersey City. The Brooklyn Nets, obviously coming from New Jersey to Brooklyn. This is the type of thing that they should be doing. They shouldn't just have any random person making the court. They shouldn't just have any random guy designing the jerseys. I, I thought it was a cool look. I like the color scheme. And really what I like is that, like, I, and I don't know if, I don't I, I didn't go to that game. So if you were at that game, let me know. I, I don't know if they were selling um, any of the, like, shorts or the hats or the pullovers in the, uh, team store but yo i'm like i need to i need to get some of this merch because it's it's cause merch it's a real fashion designer merch so there's the court um but like some of the uh the gear is just is sweet looking like the color scheme the nets font and uh i know i told myself i was gonna stop buying so much nets gear like i'm wearing the um the city edition from a couple years back that mashed up the old school Nets looks, the 90s Nets, this, that, and the other. But I'm like, man, uh, <laughs> they about to get me again. They got they about to get me again, you know. This, this new gear is tough. Like, I want those shorts. I want that hat. Man, it was just like, um, maybe if I can go to the website, I'll let, I'll let Alex talk and see if I can, can find it. There was this uh, pullover this guy was wearing. It's like a teal-colored Nets pullover. I'm like, I need that right there. I need that one. In terms of the jerseys, I'm still like not sold fully. I really like the court. The court looks really nice. That I think the logo is even changed in the middle of the court. It's a bit different. Yeah, it's a different it's more, beat. Like it's like court cartoony-ish, which I kind of like. But I don't know. I'm still not fully sold on the jersey. I the, the merch you just showed there. I really like the hat. I actually, might try and top that. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, it may it might it may grow on me. I I was always a fan of the you know, the Basquiat and the old school ones, but we'll see if this one grows on me. I mean, the Basquiat was classic. The Biggie Smalls, Coogee, um, the tribute to the New Jersey Nets style was dope. But like cause, I mean, like, yo, those cause fours, the Jordan fours, the gray cause Jordan fours are super tough. I'm screenshotting right now to bring in what I was talking about. Um, it's like stylish brooklyn nets wear it's like these are like you can wear these like out like you can wear these like regular clothes with jeans and um they're not i mean it's, it's obviously team gear it's athletic apparel but it's like how do i say it like high end it's like they're nicer so this is the pullover i was talking about i saw the guy talking about this after the game i'm like yo i'm like i want that like so like miami dolphins colors with the brooklyn nets like the brooklyn nets have more color schemes and more swag than every other team like this jumpsuit right here if you get that with the cause fours, let me see if I can pull up the Jordan cause for the gray Jordan cause fours. They're hard. Like, 
I don't think you know I'm gonna get them because they're the the price for them is thousands. But uh, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, bro, like like they are putting together high end fashion, and this is Brooklyn. It should be like that. This is how uh, Brooklyn should be swagging on the basketball court with the new Brooklyn Nets that nobody knows what they're gonna be. But so far they look tough, and as they figure it out, that record is gonna improve. Those are those are the cause Jordan fours right there. Those shits are hard. All right, back to basketball conversations. And let's actually hit the chat because we've been ignoring the chat for a little while. Not ignoring, but just putting on a, a show. So I think the last thing I threw was the super. And I want to give a shout out to Mike Zary for the donation uh, to the diaper fund. I'll be buying diapers. Diapers are $45.99 for 168 diapers. That's crazy. Um, they're literally just, just like toilet paper, but whatever. Uh, he says, this team has been competitive all year. Let's see, a bunch of people pulled up. Uh, Jonathan said, three and four without Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton isn't bad. Will says, the bench is really deep. Let's see. Losing to the Bucks to me, is a shame because they were up until the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. Nets should learn how to close the deal to win. We'll get to that game coming up real soon, but I'm with you. That was one I thought we had, and I'm watching that game, and I'm watching Monday Night Football with the Jets, and I'm like, man, to hell with the Jets. I got to focus on this game. Uh Seeker says Ben just needs to go up. He's not built like that for some reason. He's not thinking about that. Uh, Will says Ben needs to give us eight points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists a night, right? That'd be nice. That'd be nice. He he is a walking triple double if he just is more aggressive. I think he's going to get there, though, playing within the flow of the offense. He's going to get there um, as we proceed. Uh, question good and always send questions in the chat because we can respond live do you guys think we should hold on to the future draft picks from phoenix dallas or use them to acquire a star player like pascal siakam i don't want pascal siakam and i don't think we need him for this team and yes i think you hold on to those picks and you're gonna know exactly when to use them alex what do you think uh yeah i mean so far siakam has been kind of a shell of himself in the first i mean obviously it's only been seven eight games but yeah i've always been a big fan of him but this season scotty barnes have been has been much better og ananobi has been much better i'm i, I have a soft spot for the raptors if you couldn't tell but uh i i follow them from time to time but um I, I just don't know who the star is to trade for at the moment i would hold on to it for now maybe look into it next season um for me, when it comes to the deadline, I'd probably trade Dinwiddie since he's on an expiring deal, maybe try and get some assets for him. He's not really doing much. And then I think next season we have to have a big decision with Ben Simmons because he'll have one year on his deal after this season as well. Oh, you're on, you're muted, Keith. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. All right, back yes. to it as we roll through. Uh, we've talked about the win against the Miami Heat, the win against the Chicago Bulls, and we're talking about the cause jerseys. And now we got to talk about the, the night that they debuted the cause jerseys. The Brooklyn Nets lose to the Boston Celtics 124-114. And as soon as I see the Celtics roll out there, I'm like, I don't like the look of this. I'm like, who let the Celtics put this team together with Drew Holiday and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Al Horford and Chris Stapps Porzingis. Now, I will and say that. And they didn't even have Derek White. Right. Derek White didn't play that game. Uh, I will say that their starting five is tough, but they definitely, they're going to miss, like, they missed Derek White off the bench. They missed, um, what's Bro's name that now is playing for? Uh, Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart is playing for the oh, Robert Grizzlies. Williams. Yeah. 
Williams. Um, He's out for the season now, which is unfortunate. No, not Robert Williams. Uh, goofy boy that was. Uh, oh, Grant Williams. Grant, Grant Williams. Yes. Um, the Celtics have to figure out how to build their bench, but that's not my problem. I think that we can get them in this next uh, tournament play-in game. Uh, they're they're undefeated, or they were undefeated. Uh, no, they're still undefeated. Yeah, they they, no, they lost. No, they the lost to the Timberwolves uh, in overtime, I think. But they were undefeated coming into Brooklyn, and they did what they had to do. Uh, 32 points from Tatum. They held off the Brooklyn Nets. It is what it is. Let me see if I can pull the box score up. Uh, I just hate the Celtics. I think most Nets fans hate the Celtics. Like Just like that stupid logo with Lucky and all the nonsense that went on. Uh, with Kyrie and all the, you know, them chanting, and where is Kyrie when Kyrie didn't play? I'm not going to make it all about that. But uh, let's see here. That's not the right box score. And I think this is the right box score. Yeah, yeah. Cam had 27 that night. So Cam had 27 that night. Uh, but you get 19 from Mikhail Bridges and Spencer Dinwiddie, 13 from Lonnie Walker, the fourth, 11 from Dayron. We haven't mentioned Dayron yet. What do you guys think about Dayron Sharp in year three? I think he's he's progressed, but he still leaves a lot to be desired. As big as he is, and it being his third year, I, I want him to take that step to be dominant, like he uh, like he was supposed to be. Like he, I won't say like he was at UNC, but like you know, you drafted him higher. We drafted him higher than uh, Cam Thomas. Yeah, uh, I think we yeah, drafted he's... him before Cam Thomas. Or actually, he might have been right after. It, it, it's one of the, they were like right next to each other. But Dayron. Um... We also share we, we share the same birthday, so uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and uh, he he's been better, I guess. But I think this game is actually very important. I think he's gonna. You're get right. A lot You're, of we tonight. drafted Cam 27th and then Dayron 29th. I always get 29th. them. Yeah, it was. Off. I always yeah. Uh, with Dayron, I think he's gonna have a lot of minutes tonight, just because the the Clippers are just gonna run out Westbrook, Kawhi, Paul George, and James Harden. We're all the kind of the same height, and then you just have uh, Zubop, uh, where I think Dayron would be pretty good if Simmons isn't uh, available tonight. Um, uh, so he's doing all right. He's getting the rebounds that he needs to uh, get. He'll he'll finish at the rim, I guess. Uh, he dunked on Giannis, which was cool. Um, and then, but the one I will get into it uh, in the next game. But I'm not a fan of uh, Dennis Smith Jr. To be honest, uh, we'll. Uh, you're, you're already over Dennis Smith Jr.'s yeah, role with the he, Nets. I, how how this guy was considered a priority signing makes zero sense. Like he offers nothing offensively. He fouls all the time when he's on defense. I think he's a decent defender, but he's too small to be able to switch. Um, so I, I once once Claxton and Johnson are back, uh, he should be out of the rotation, in my opinion. All right, Dennis Smith Jr. Um, you heard it. He yeah, was first. Double A is not really filling you as a Brooklyn Net in your contributions. I, I was like the first two games. I think it was nice to just see a different player. But, yeah, we we, we need more. We need more. So uh, as we proceed here, I think I showed this box score already. No, I just showed the box score with Cam dropping 27. And we're getting close to voicemail time. If you do want to sneak in a voicemail, 929-500-1003 if you want to sneak in a voicemail before we get there in the next four minutes. In this next four minutes, we will use this time to talk about bum, 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 the Milwaukee Bucks. Don't you also hate the Milwaukee Bucks as a Nets fan? I know I do. Giannis, who forever I said they let this guy play his own game in the NBA. They call a complete different game when Giannis is on the court. And they let this guy get Damian Lillard. 
I can't stand the Milwaukee Bucks. But the Nets at home played them close, close enough where you thought they were going to win, close enough where you're watching that game and you're saying, hold on, this is going to be it right there. This is the team that everybody's saying is going to win the East, win the championship. Well, the Nets are going toe-to-toe with them. And then it all unraveled in the fourth. It started to unravel at the end of the third, but it all unraveled in the fourth. What were you thinking watching uh, Cam go off? for 45 shooting the dame time logo three literally was standing on the logo and shot that for dame in my opinion yeah cam uh if if he continues what he's doing so far in the first seven games of the season there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be one of the front runners for most improved player and to be an all-star all-star is going to be tough just because i'm like what our record is going to be if our record can be somewhat decent and be like challenging for like a six seed seven seed then he definitely has a very good chance. But, yeah, I mean, look at those. Uh, I, I don't know if the that, – no, that wasn't the right one. But uh, Cam uh, – Mikhail, by far his best game against the Bucks. I thought he was really, really good uh, getting to his spot in the mid-range. Um, I thought Dayron was actually pretty good. Um, we took Brooke Lopez completely out of the game. He was kind of non-existent. Uh, Bobby Porce, who killed us all the time, non-existent. Dame didn't really have a great game. Chris Middleton was uh, – he, he hit some big shots. Um, but uh, Jay Crowder was hell of annoying. I hate him. Uh, and then Giannis did his thing. Uh, yeah, those are the stats. Simmons actually – I, I know it's deceiving uh, that he only had two points, but I thought he was pretty decent. Uh, Cam was balling. Mikhail Do- – Doe had a, had a slow night. They actually kind of hunted him down where he was kind of just rushing his shots. He was uh he he had that shot at the end to try and tie it up, but uh, Giannis was over him. Uh, Royce O'Neal had a good bounce back game and uh, twelve points. He had better. He was he was the reason why we lost to the Celtics game. I forgot to mention that he was like two of fourteen. He was absolutely dreadful. Uh, he has some of those games where he just can't. He either can't miss or he can't score. So uh, Lonnie Walker again, amazing off the bench. But like I mentioned, Dennis Smith Jr. Team low negative fourteen plus minus so i'm rambling on but uh it was a tough loss it was definitely the 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 tough loss because i really wanted to beat the bucks we usually never beat the bucks uh yeah it's annoying thought we had it honestly monday night i'm like man i'm going on the radio to talk about zach wilson and the jets getting beat by the chargers but if the Nets steal this game like i'm gonna get to talk about that all right it is time for voicemails we've got a couple voicemails from brooklyn nets fans that listen to talking nets and have something to say let's see if my bluetooth wants to work it it doesn't usually want to work here we go nope it did not work and i think it's his new iphone honestly give me a second here bluetooth is connected right yes there it is that's a little jbl sound shout out to jbl i need to get an influencer marketing deal with them i've been in the works with it for a long time should be coming up soon i've done some stuff with them but i want to get a, a jbl talking nets deal yes yes let's go next shout out to token nets listen mrp cam Thomas conversation is heating up it's warming up and it looked like he is in the lead head and shoulders in front of everybody else. He did, he did other players in conversation, but he looked like this guy. Um, Cam Thomas and Mikhail Bridges as a duo, I heard they the second best in the East. How you feel about that? And last but not least, shout to the chat, shout to Talking Next, 
yes, I'm definitely trying to be on the show one day, of course. And I really like the direction of the team, and I like the energy of the fans and the team in the city. And I'm happy we going forward, and we building superstars. We got uh, uh, emerging stars opposed to already proven superstars that the work they put in on different teams. So I like this team better than I like this iteration of the Nets better than the last iteration of the Nets, and I'm standing on that. Shout to talking next. We out here. Let's win tonight's game. Big fan breezy. Big fan breezy. We'll get you on an episode. Um, just hit me, bro. Hit me on the Talking Nets email or something. And we'll set that up. And anybody, man, all the people in this community, you guys are welcome to join us. This thing can pop out and, and change to four people and we can add, you know, two more. And um, I don't discriminate. You don't have to be a journalist. You don't have to be a TV person, radio person to come on Talking Nets. I want to talk to Nets fans. Like I, I don't I mean, honestly, when I talk to Knicks fans in the media that cover the NBA, they always have a slanted angle. For the net. So, yeah, two things that he talked about. Most improved player. Why not? Why not start throwing Cam Thomas in there? You know, we already flashed the stats with him. The kid is balling. And uh, I think he's definitely put the league on notice. And then also the duo of Cam Thomas and Mikael Bridges, right? Right. We showed the box score where Cam had 45 that night, but Bridges had 31 that night. That's tough. Uh, that's like the duo we had before. That's a duo that's probably like when you actually crunch the numbers, one of the better duos in the NBA right now. So what do you think about that, Alex? Yeah. I mean, uh, Mikhail, uh, he, he still is like, it's like easing up on him right now. He's sort of just realizing how to step into this role where Cam is sort of like now the number one and he's the number two, uh, big game against the bucks. I think he had a nice game against the Hornets too. uh, hit some clutch free throws. Like I said, against the heat, um so i mean uh it's nice to see both of them i i know people are saying he's like the centerpiece of like a franchise Mikael bridges is a very very good player and he has potential to be an all-star but he he's like if he's your number one guy going forward you're not winning a championship anytime soon he's at best a number two maybe even a number three but, uh, I mean, you have young guys like Nick Claxton, who I'd be shocked if he doesn't sign an extension with us, uh, who's a fa fantastic defensive player. I, I've always been a fan of his. It's always really nice to see, like, um, I know Breezy talked about it, where, like, you sort of just have your own guys, you know, that you drafted. Like, we drafted Nick Claxton, we drafted Cam Thomas. You know, it sort of have that has that feel when we drafted Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. So, it's nice to see it. Um I don't know if they're better than when we had, you know, scary hours trio, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a fun team. Better feel, better feel. Last voicemail. Let's go. What's up fellas. So I got a few points to make and I want to hear what you guys think about it. So for one, um, the Nets, I'm okay with how things have turned out. Yeah. They're three and four right now, but uh, the four losses, you could make a case like they could have won every single game. You know what I'm saying? From Cleveland, to Dallas, even the Boston game, they played tough on the back-to-back. -back. If it wasn't a back-to-back, -back, who knows? Probably could have stole that game, too. And, of course, definitely against Milwaukee. Definitely was a winnable game. Um, my thing is, like, I'm looking at it. We're obviously a superstar player away. Who knows if we're going to get that superstar this year or next year or whatever. But uh, that's out of our control. But with the current roster, man, Ben Simmons, I'm going to say it again. I'm happy with Ben Simmons compared to last year. He's giving 
way more than what he ever gave us last year. That being said, in the closing minutes, Ben Simmons being on the floor and it's four or five on offense, it's killing us. We need Ben Simmons to be more aggressive. He's obviously not showing that. He's obviously not attacking them as much as I would like him to. So I'm okay with him starting. I'm okay with him running the floor, running the point, whatever it is, up until when it's like seven to eight minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. By that point, we got to put five guys on that floor that can spread the floor out. Or when Nick Claxton comes in, you put Nick Claxton at the five and have four other guys around Nick Claxton that can spread the floor and shoot. Because other than that, I don't see how this is going to work out with Ben Simmons. What do you guys think? Yeah, it's the issue of having like, I agree. the point guard situation because it's like him and Dinwiddie. And then also late in the game, you need his defense and rebounding. But he's a liability. Like, I, I agree with you. Um, they're figuring it out early on. He's not going to be in there tonight. So this is the second game I think he's missed. And uh, from last year to this year, all I'll say is he's healthy. He's clearly healthy. You can tell by the way he's moving on the floor that he's healthier than he was last year. He had the back issue last year. This is a different version of Ben Simmons. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I saw a tweet from uh, Doug Norrie. Um, I, I I always see his tweets. It's usually, comedy, yeah. Shout but... out to Doug and um the other Double A Adam Armbrecht, uh, and their Nets Locked On Nets podcast, I believe, as well. I think I've done their pod, and I'd have them on here too. Yeah, Doug. He 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 said two things can be true at the same time. Ben Simmons looks uh, hungrier than last year. He's more healthy than last year. But at the same time, he's not the same player that he was in 2019, 2020, um, when he was like playing as an, as an all-star, dropping like 14, eight and eight, playing as a defensive player of the year status. Um, he's not the same player. He's sort of like in between like what he was last year and that all-star version of himself. So two things can be same uh, can be the same. Um, I, I, I don't know if I just want to see what he does with Nick Claxton when he comes back. Can like, can they share the same floor together? I don't know. Um, if they can't, uh, I, I would have to. I would have to say this is uh, Simmons's last year as a net. All right, we're coming up on an hour. That's all we've got. If there's anything else in the chat, I always say, uh, you know, send your questions. Uh, leave your questions in the chat. And we just got one, as I said that from Jeff. Appreciate you, Jeff. He says, "Do you think we are a we are in contention for play in by All Star break?" Yes. Do we keep the roster or try to trade and maximize our draft picks? I think we have some valuable pieces for championship contenders. I think that – I obviously think that we're a playing team. I think we're a play, play in, maybe even playoff team as is. But I think it's just a long way to go before the deadline and before we make those decisions. But I know that Sean Marks, he's not going to sleep. I know that Sean Marks has something to prove. I know that Sean Marks is going to be looking to improve this team. If there is a, another point guard available – I think you make that move. Like, I, I wouldn't sleep on the possibilities for the Brooklyn Nets and what they could potentially do at the deadline. But I'm not feeling like they're lacking. Like, I feel like they have a lot of gritty, competitive guys with a chip on their shoulder. They have a bunch of hoopers that go out there and compete every night. And uh, by the time we get to the deadline and know what exactly we need, there's a potential that we can get it without giving up everything. Yeah, I, I, I would hold off right now. We're not better than the Bucks. We're not better than the Celtics. The lack of superstars are right. Uh, like, it's just not – the market's not there. Will the Nets get better as the season goes on? Yeah, I would say so. I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, w I wouldn't agree with William. I don't know if we're a top six team. I still think 
I would say Bucks. You think we're better Celtics. than the Knicks? That this is a good segue to go uh, to. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, I think they're they're what three and four. Yeah, here. So here's yeah, the Eastern Conference standings. Yeah, I mean, we're eight seed right now. Cleveland, Cleveland do not look good. I don't know why. Uh, Miami always turn up towards the end of the season. Toronto can always be a little sneaky. You believe in um, the Hawks? You believe in Atlanta? No, Hawks? I don't believe. I don't believe in the Hawks. But the Pacers and Magic, they're sneaky. I really like the Magic. Are kind of scary, bro. The Magic. Yeah, they're uh, young. I really like Franz Wagner. I like Paulo Bancaro. But the Pacers with Bruce Brown, Halliburton, Miles Turner, looking like his new self. And then I think those top Obi. three teams. Those are th- uh, yeah, Obi. Those top three teams are gonna. Those are gonna be the top three teams of the East for sure. Um, I, I I would say like uh, I uh, I would be stacked with uh, stock stacked uh, stoked with uh, the six seed. Um, I, that would be prob- that's our that's our goal for the season. I would say. All right, and the last thing is looking ahead at the schedule tonight. The Nets host the Clippers. James Harden's return to Brooklyn. Boo! Somebody boo this man. And then we have an in-season tournament game up in TD Garden Friday. Then uh, Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma come to Brooklyn uh, for a little Sunday afternoon basketball at 3 p.m. at Barclays Center. Then another in-season tournament with the team that I just was talking about, the Magic. I can't wait to see that matchup uh, next Tuesday. And uh, what we'll try and do is come back. Let's see. Today is Wednesday. There's a game tonight. There's a game Friday. So we'll try to come back with another episode. Um, and there's a game Sunday. So we'll try to come back with another episode on Monday. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm putting it in the calendar. I'll talk to Alex. We'll work from now until Monday to come back with another episode after the next three games. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate everybody for subscribing, for listening to the audio. Shout out to all the people on the podcast that just listened to the audio. Shout out to all the people in the YouTube chat that are active during the stream, that are throwing money and super chats. Appreciate y'all. We'll be back Monday. Let's go Nets. They can beat the Clippers. They can beat the Magic. They can beat the South. They can beat anybody. They've played close with everybody. Let's see them close out games. I think they can do it. Alex, you got anything else? I just I just want, uh, if we can win tonight, let's like keep Harden unchecked. Let's like try, try and play some defense. We've not kept the team not under just Harden, but- points. Yeah, we haven't kept uh, the team under 100 points. We need our defense to step up. So let's let's step up tonight. Big uh, uh, slap the floor, lock in on your home court defensive night tonight, and and let Cam cook. Cam was a uh, you know a disciple of James Harden for a little bit, so I'm sure he wants to show uh, the teacher what the pupil has learned without him. So that's all we got. If you're going to Brooklyn, have a good time tonight. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there. Let's go Nets. Let's go Nets. Brooklyn.